Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Unicorn. I'm Jimmy Owens. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and ring the bell. Tell your friends and tell your friends' friends. All right. Today we have two special guests. Uh, One of our guests was on here last, our last episode, Kimberly Jarman. And then today she's brought in Dr. Carmen Jones. Hi, guys. Hey, thanks for uh, meeting with us on Zoom. Yeah. Perfect. Excited to be here. Yeah. Uh, So what was the reason that we wanted to bring Dr. Carmen on, Kimberly? Well, she's the other half of my uh, business. (laughs) She's my business partner. And Carmen is just an amazing human. I think she's like a diamond in the rough here in the state of Oklahoma. And I just think that if more people knew about her, their lives could be drastically improved. Yeah. Well, you said diamond. We say unicorn, right? That's why she's here. Yeah. 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 So girls girls like diamonds, right? Yeah. True. (laughs) Um, So what what makes her unicorn? Who she is a human. A. I'm going to start with that. Right. That's a huge part. Um, She loves people. She's so compassionate and meets people where they are. So she's not one of those kind of just sciencey doctors right? That just like get in, get out. Like she actually cares about the whole human, but also her journey to become a doctor is incredible. The woman's resilience and perseverance. I just have never met another human that is willing to keep going for her dream like this woman. I mean, someone that goes to medical school, two different medical schools twice, like that's committed. <laughs> what do you think, Dr. Uh, Carmen? What do, you, what, do you, what do you think makes you a unicorn? Um, so I'm honored. Thank you, Kim. (laughs) Um, I, so I do have a little bit of a unique perspective and a unique journey. Um, I have been very fortunate to be, to follow my passions throughout, um, my life and currently practicing as a naturopathic doctor, as Kim kind of alluded, is that, um, my path was not a direct one to get here. Um, but I wouldn't change it for anything, to be honest. Um, I started, um, I always had a passion and like this draw and this call to go into medicine. I just didn't know what that would look like. Um, so I actually, um, didn't have the courage when I was an undergrad to just jump into a pre-med program and start from there. And so um, when I finished college and um, moved on and went on to get a master's degree in social work and worked in hospice for about five years before I had the courage to even like start taking my the basics to sit for um, the MCATs to yeah um, apply to medical school. So definitely a, a, a non-traditional journey. Um, but that passion and that like that call to want to be a healer and to look, go into medicine and to understand how to um, bridge that gap between sort of the medical world and the field. Because when I was working in hospice, there was a big disconnect between what the doctors and the nurses understood and what the patients and the families understood what was going on. And um, I wanted to be able to find a way to kind of bridge that gap. And so... Um, I applied to med, sc- med schools and I started in a conventional MD program. I've always wanted to practice rural medicine. Um, rural Oklahoma is home for me. And so that's, yeah, um, what I start to pursue. So I started at the University of North Dakota. 
at the time they were number one in rural family medicine. And um, I had a unique, I had a, a perspective that rural medicine would be different in terms of not hospital medicine, that it was more kind of, you know, one-on-one, um, uh, but yeah, down to earth, visualized care. Um, what I found is that that isn't necessarily the case because in rural America, a lot of the rural clinics are actually um, owned and administered by larger conglomerates mm-hmm. in the city. Just yep. yeah, because of finances. Sure. Um, in my journey, I was um, in about. Uh, halfway through my third year uh, of medical school, and I came down with um, an illness. I had a what we call, what we call a bilateral PE, um, which is a pulmonary embolism, which essentially just means I had a blood clot on both sides of my lungs. Um, had to go to the hospital. Uh, at that time, it was the first time I'd been a patient in the hospital. I'd been in the hospital on rotations and rounds with family members. But it's definitely a different perspective when you're a patient yourself, um, especially sure. knowing some, a lot of like the behind the scenes stuff that goes on. Um, but anyhow, so I um, took a little bit of a medical leave and came home and tried to, yeah, to, to take care of um, myself and my health and help to kind of dissolve those clots. And they put me on a medication uh, that had a lot of side effects too. And um, at the time, they didn't have as many blood thinners available as they do now. Um, but I had a lot of side effects to it. And so I went into my doc, who I knew I had done rotations with him um, down at Tallahassee Choctaw Hospital. And so he knew me, he knew my family. And um, I told him, I said, look, I'm having trouble like studying for my shelf exams. I'm having trouble with like ringing in my ears and this dizziness. And I didn't have this before. And I was told that those were not side effects to that medication. And I said, well, this is all that I've really changed. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't quite understand where this was coming from. So then I asked, I said, okay, well, what's the plan, right? Like, when can I get off of this medication? So I have something to compare to. And um, he told me because I didn't have any of the risk factors and I didn't know the cause of such large blood clots. Um and I didn't have any of like the genetic factors or any of the testing um, didn't come back uh, with red flags that I was going to be half. I was going to have to be on this medication for the rest of my life. Um, I I wasn't even 30 at the time. And I thought mm, I couldn't imagine telling somebody you're going to take this, this medication for the rest of your life. That didn't sit well with me. Yeah. So. I, I mean, I was a med student. I did my research. <laughs> I looked at all the medical libraries that I could find, get my hands on. And I had already had an affinity for herbs and plant medicine. Um, I had that affinity when I was young um, and my grandparents using plants and my mom using plants um, and weeds from the backyard. Um, and so in my mind, what I originally thought is I'm going to go to school to be a rural family physician and I'm going to learn herbs um, kind of on the side. Right. Like I'll do another program after that. 
So I knew that a lot of the pharmaceuticals that we see now um, when sort of the um, U.S. pharmacopoeia started in the late 1800s started from plants. So I did my research and I tried to figure out where this, the medication that I was taking, where do the constituents come from? Um, and so I found a lot of foods and fruits that were very high in that same constituent. Okay. So I... Um, so I, I mean, I was a med student. I was a nerd. So I started um, measuring the amount, increasing those foods in my diet. Um, and when you're on this blood thinner, you go in every week to get your blood drawn to make sure it's within therapeutic range, right? Um, because it has a very um, slight uh, therapeutic range. You don't want your blood too thin because you don't want to bleed out. You don't want it too thick where it increases clots again. Um so for about three weeks, I did this experiment on myself, um, not something that I would necessarily advise to folks, mm -hmm. but um, I had every documented. I had my spreadsheet, everything that I had been taking, all the foods that I had added um, in my labs for three weeks in a row. And I was excited because I was within therapeutic range without taking the medication just by manipulating my diet with these specific constituents. So I was super excited. Yes, so I went into my you doctor. You didn't tell them. You didn't tell them. You just did it on your no. own. So I didn't at the beginning. So I went in after about four weeks. I went in and uh, I had my follow up and I, um, you know, he was like, oh, I'm excited. All your labs have been doing great. You're doing well. And I said, I am really doing well. And so I pulled out these. I mean, it was my opinion, these beautiful spreadsheets of everything that I had done, you know, like all the research, all the references. And he told me, Carmen, I'm, I'm going to have to fire you as a patient. And I, it didn't even dawn on me that that was a possibility. I was like, what do you mean? You know, like I'm trying to address the problem. I told you I couldn't take this medication, right? I found an alternative. And he said, you're being non-compliant. You're not following, right? Um, the recommendations of taking this medication. I, I can't help you anymore. So I was like, oh, okay. I don't need you. <laughs> yeah. so, so I went back and when I was doing that research, I honestly stumbled on naturopathic medicine. Um, it wasn't something that I had heard of. There aren't a lot of naturopathic docs in Oklahoma. Um, I hadn't met any on my journey. Well, I'm going to, I'm so, going to, I'm going to reach out there and say naturopathic, uh, doctors in Oklahoma right now are, we'll feed you CBD and cannabis, right? That's it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you want to call them that. Yeah. So anyways, there's a question about that later. <laughs> yeah. Um, fair enough. So, um, so when I was doing my research, I, I really I stumbled on um, a couple of studies that had naturopathic authors, had NDs on them. So I kind of started down that rabbit hole and um, reached out to a couple that were near um, at the time when I was in school in North Dakota that were near Minnesota. And so I reached out to them and said, hey, can I shadow you in your practice? Can I see what this is about? Um, it kind of sounds like it's right up my alley. And so. Um, I was very fortunate that they let me shadow them for a little bit and learn sort of this whole other arm of medicine. So naturopathic medicine is another arm, just like MDs and DOs um, at the time. Uh, well, even now, I think there's only six uh, accredited naturopathic medical schools that are recognized uh, by the Department of Education. Yeah, that's awesome. And so, 
Yeah, so I did my research. Um, I moved from North Dakota to Arizona um, to the desert. And when I went in for my interview and went in for like their whole interview process, um, because I had uh, the background of already being right in medical school and having an idea of what kind of that entails, what does academia look like? Um, I had a lot of questions to kind of interview the professors in the schools because I really wanted to understand what was different. Um, it was one of those experiences. I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but um, I've always been a little bit different. I've always kind of thought a little bit different. But when I walked in and went and, and, and visited people, it was one of those places you just kind of felt like you fit. You just kind of felt like home. Um, and so the more that I understood and learned about the naturopathic philosophy, it was very different than um, my MD conventional medicine program. And um, it was very much naturopathic medicine. The philosophy is very much rooted in um, stimulating our body's ability to heal itself. Right. And understanding that our body has the tools already. Mm -hmm. um, it wants to be in that healing and reparative state. Sometimes it's a matter of manipulating either our environment or the nutrients or something we may def be deficient in in order to help to support that process. Um, which is a little bit different than conventional medicine. And so um, I transferred. I transferred schools and um, I wasn't able to transfer um, a lot of the credits, uh, even though the classes were the same. Yeah. <laughs> I you here because I want to give my higher. So I was in higher education. I think we talked about it before, Jimmy. Mm -hmm. Like I 10 years, I worked in higher ed as an academic advisor. And I want to give people context. Uh, undergraduate credits transfer. Grad school credits do not transfer. So if you go from one program to another, you lose basically everything besides two classes and you have to start over. How to give that context there. No, that's yeah. all right. I appreciate that. Um, so that's kind of what happened to me. Um, but at the time, and I still believe this to be true, it was definitely worth it. The philosophy was so different. I was like, you know what? I don't mind. And I, I come from a perspective. That I'm always a lifelong learner, right? Like I'm not going to claim that I know everything and I can't learn more. So I thought, okay, I'm going to go into this with a different perspective. Um, but it also gave me a unique opportunity that I got to start my clinicals um, from the beginning. So I kind of, um, uh, impose my residency on top of my yeah, naturopathic medical education uh, since I'd had a lot of the classes before. So I kind of, yeah, I've got to mix and match a little bit. But um, a lot of my colleagues, my um, mentors, my advisors in uh, my MD program, they looked at me like I was crazy. They're like, you're so close to finishing, just mm -hmm. finish and you can practice whatever medicine you want. Um, and I tried to explain to them, I was like, it, it's not that it's just practicing any type of medicine I want. I was like, I don't believe in this model anymore since I've seen, yeah, a naturopathic model. Um, and this is what I truly yeah, am passionate about. So to me, it wasn't a really, I mean, it was a big decision at the time, but it just, it made sense. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I, I really didn't hesitate. I transferred um, to SCNM in Arizona. Um, at the time, it was so the Southwest College of Naturopathic Medicine. They've just recently changed their title um, like a month ago to Sonoran University Health Sciences, I think. But okay. Um, 
And yeah, I'm, I mean, that's kind of what led status. me to hear. Unicorn status. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for being on the show. Uh, before we get any further, um, we need to stop for our episode sponsor. Our episode sponsor can help um, our audience or businesses with uh, YouTube channels, TV commercials, podcasts. Check out what we uh, created for you guys. Cool. Uh, thanks to the episode sponsor. Questions for you too. <laughs> Let's see. Kimberly, has Dr. Carmen helped you? Does like how does she help you? Um, is there anything that that you can say that she does works besides her own testing on herself, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so Carmen and I met back in 2016 when I owned a CrossFit gym, right? Um, I met her at a women's networking event and I was like, oh, she can help my people. Cause I, my ex-husband had MS. So I'd already been through the medical system and mm-hmm. saw it's an ability to help us. Um, so I was already leaning that direction. Um, and so she came on, she helped my gym members and I, and then I became her patient. And I've been working with Dr. Carmen since 16. Yeah. Uh, I have always been an athlete. I've always been very yeah. healthy. I mean, come on, yeah. I own a CrossFit gym. So right. I've been very healthy, water, food. Yeah. But I just struggled with fatigue um, and infertility. And so I started going to her and like really trying to get to the root cause. Like, why am I such a healthy person? I tired all the time. Um, I don't feel like my immune system is great. And we just started digging in um, to get to the root cause. So yeah, like I'm healthier now at 42 mm-hmm. than I was in my thirties as an athlete that was eating, like, I don't eat the typical American diet, right? <laughs> um, I sleep better. I have more energy. Um, my body feels better and I recover better because of all the work Dr. Carmen and I have done. What's together. a typical American diet? I want to hear what your version is. It's going to sound real judgy. I, I love it. I want to so hear I'm it. Yeah. Own that. What is it? <laughs> Are you not going to tell me what it is? Oh, yeah. Like McDonald's. Fast food. Right. Or um, any of the fast food chains. Yeah. Or it involves fries. Anything like just heavily processed meals, yeah. you know, yeah. like where vegetables are not even an option. What do you eat? Um, What's your non-American diet? I eat a lot of vegetables, a lot of organic food. I only drink Berkey water filter system water. <laughs> Okay. I don't drink pop. I'm hooked on um, Soda Stream without any stuff in it. I just drink carbonated water. <laughs> <laughs> like the bubbles. Yeah, it's like the bubbles. The bubbles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I drink a lot of like herbal tea. Um, so you don't yeah. eat, you just drink tea and water. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, eat I'm food. just joking. I'm just joking. A lot of rice, a lot of brown rice. I prefer white rice. Okay. So, yeah. All right. I'll eat, I don't eat that minute rice. No. Yeah. I'm with Let's you. clarify that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I think I just maybe just threw us totally off, off the show here. Um, 
what what how how she helped the other like the athletes you said helped the athletes at your gym so with fatigue like with any other things i was just kind of curious so my athletes at my gym were just kind of like your i guess my dad always calls me a health nut they were just like your normal average people right that mm-hmm. wanted to lose weight yeah okay. right so she just educated them on like the gut and like all of the symptoms that like when we have leaky gut and like inflammation and not being able to lose belly fat and like foods that can help them in their recovery and support their joint health. Right. Like that's how she began the education with them. Yeah. How to keep their blood the perfect consistency. (laughs) Right. I was listening. All right. (laughs) Um, So, the two of you, how do the two of you work together? Right. Cause that's, that's why we're here too. Um, a business hack, a life hack. And before we get to that, I would like to know how did the two of you work together? Because Kimberly, you're a business coach mm-hmm. and then Dr. Carmen's, you know, a doctor. So yeah. how, how's this work together? I know Kimberly, you're about mindset. So help yep. me help our audience understand how the two of you worked. How often do you work together? Uh, weekly. Okay. Yes. So that's what yeah. I'm trying to say. All right. Help us understand yeah. what's going on here. So I'm going to hop in here real. So from my perspective, um, like we've talked about before, I'm always trying to work on addressing the root cause. Right. Yeah. Um, so if people have a set of symptoms, if people have, even if you have a diagnosis or not, um, that's our body trying to tell us that something is awry, right? Like something needs to be addressed. Um, and from that perspective, I'm very much a whole person, whole body, um, because I don't believe that we are a sum of our parts. That, Say that again. Um, are, you don't believe that we're some of our parts? A, a sum, S U M, of our parts. I was like, okay, that's why I heard that wrong. I'm glad I asked. That's okay. <laughs> I'm only part so, of my body. <laughs> So like your lungs don't function well without your heart, right? Like your heart doesn't function without your liver. Like everything is connected. So from a naturopathic perspective and from my perspective as addressing the whole person, it's not just our physical medicine, our physical body. It's also our mind body, right? And um, recognizing how our mind directly affects our physical health and our physiology. Yeah. So uh, we've been working together, yeah, since 2016. And uh, that journey has, um, I don't know, it's kind of been exciting for me because I've seen how uh, Kim has changed, not just with her energy, but also, I mean, again, with her mindset, with her goals, with her successes. Um, And I recognize in my practice, I get a little bit busy and a lot of folks come in with physical ailments like usually that's what bring people in right Mm -hmm. it's the energy it's the fatigue it's the digestion issues it's the hormone imbalances um but when we're looking at the root cause um i i don't feel like i'm doing them justice if i don't address that mind body piece sure so we um put together this business with thrive and aligned healing to be able to bridge that gap so that folks would get those resources to address the mind body component um and understand how our brain works how our emotions work and how that mindset directly affects our physical body and creates yeah um our overall wellness and health yeah no yeah, and from good. my perspective i knew I mean, I have so much respect for Carmen, right? Like, I believe she's a genius and um, she's been with me as I've evolved and changed, right? I am the 
I'm the shiny object entrepreneur in the relationship. It's like, oh, well, let's do this. Let's try this. Um, and she's just always taking the journey with me. And when I started my coaching business, we had already started our podcast and we had one episode the where two I was, of you started the podcast. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So we had our podcast before I had my coaching business and okay. I think. So while matter. you're doing CrossFit business, while you had your, before you sold your CrossFit? In between, after okay. I sold my gym, like we, her and I started doing retreats together before I like landed on doing coaching. Um, and I was studying all of the greats, like Elon Musk, like what makes him different than the rest of us, right? It's like, like the third episode we've talked about Elon Musk, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, this entrepreneur is like we, like he is like someone that you should look at. Yeah, like, big what picture, differently? open-minded. I didn't think of yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and we were doing a podcast episode and I was talking with her about that. And she was like, oh, well, it's serotonin. That's the self-confidence yeah. neurotransmitter, right? And that neurotransmitter helps you have rejection resilience. Yeah. So when Elon, something goes wrong for him, you know, yeah, it affects him, but he's like, okay, moving on. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. So you said this in, in our last episode and you said that exact same thing. Yeah. And since then, I'm like, maybe I need to uh, take more vitamin C. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So in that episode, it just like, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the missing part of coaching, the coaching world, right? Like we are not, a, we are a sum like we are a whole being, mm -hmm. right? And I just thought if I want my people to be more successful and create success faster and get their results faster to create the dream life that they want faster, I'm going to have to get their neurochemicals and hormones online too, because those are impacting our emotions and our thoughts. Yeah. And so at that point, I was like, we need to come up with something and Dr. Harmon's like, oh, well, we should test this so we know where they're at. And then I will work with them with food and supplements to help their bodies produce normal levels. Nice. And you should, I mean, I wish we had all our case studies from all of our clients that we've ran through this. Like the timeline, like we've, um, we've crunched the timeline from where you start into the getting your goal, reaching your goal yeah. and result. You've made and it happen faster because this. you keep dialing yes. in and knowing what they need. Yep. Yeah. The success yep. happens faster. So, yep. uh, Dr. Carmen, um, how, how and why is Kimberly a unicorn? She was on the show already. So I already know she is, but let's, let's hear from your mouth. Sure. So, um, I think Kim uh, is a unicorn because she's so she's courageous and bold is what I'm going to start with. <laughs> fearless, um, fearless. In knowing her and working with her and being friends and business partners um, over the last little bit, um, she is always willing to try new things. She doesn't back down from challenges, <laughs> um, but there's also a lot of grace in that. So she also has a... Um, capacity to slow down and reassess. So if things, yeah, need to pivot, um, if we get, um, we've had some really awesome, exciting ideas, um, some really neat retreats that we, yeah, have hosted together. And so, um, her like passion for knowledge and for wisdom and like to expand and grow um, in her personal life, but also in her business and with her clients um, is just really inspiring to me. Mm -hmm. And even over yeah. 
So we've been working together for a while now, but even just in the last couple of years, um, her yeah knowledge and wisdom and like constantly wanting to grow has i mean obviously i think it's influenced me and my business um well it's your fault uh, you made her right water and tea parts in water tea each and other carrots. in this process water tea and carrots all she wants it's <laughs> <laughs> all you need for a success mindset right yeah <laughs> um anything else you want to add i'd probably stomped on you talking no that's okay, okay. um i i feel like that kind of yeah yeah sums it up. i mean i'm like i'm really um inspired by her like constant um growth right and yeah. like um seeking that knowledge and wisdom and willing to share with other people she's very generous um in that sense right so i think what's kind of exciting is yeah. um in our journeys right we learn different pieces and kind of these keys and um she's always been very open and she's invested uh with her clients in trying to uh, yeah, help them be successful and kind of give them um those um nuggets yeah. if you will um to help them be successful i'm going to put both of you on the spot because you talked about you know we you've over time with the clients that you both are working on together the time frame for the success that you're talking about whatever that success is defined has lessened so what's like the longest you've seen success take one of your clients and then like what's what's the average time frame now right and, and then are you only looking for business owners or people in business no. Um, so I, I label myself as a mindset coach. Okay. Right? So not business specifically. Okay. I, not specifically. I, half of yeah. our clients are, half of our clients um, aren't. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. And then what about uh, time frame of seeing what you guys are talking about? Yeah. Um, I think our biggest, uh, can I, I'll share from my perspective. Um, uh, so we had someone go from, sitting in a cubicle in the dark at a bank like i've been here for 15 years kim i would really like a promotion to six weeks later she is downtown okc i don't know what floor i just know i see out over the city she's an avp now and she did that change in a six-week turnaround the okay. longest it's taken um she's a I what? Had a what's av what i'm sorry what what's, what what is she an AV what? what P or AVP? I don't know what that is. Assistant Vice President. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and the longest, I think it was about six months. Like okay. he came yeah. in. He's a sales. He's in sales, and he wanted to make more money. And at six months, he had already doubled his revenue in his sales business, but he had started his dream business. Okay. by that six month window. And that wasn't even on the radar when we started. Yeah. So I think that's just incredible. In six months, we were like, here's one goal. Oh, we've got it. Actually, here's secretly my dream. Yeah. Can we do this? So yeah, that's from my perspective. Yeah. Uh, so um, um, before we get into life hack, business hack, I have to ask Dr. Carmen, there's hot topics around the States. And I mean, we even get, you know, people wanting or companies needing cannabis videos, CBD, you know, marketing, stuff like that. What's your perspective or your opinion on CBD, cannabis? Give it to us. Okay. So, um, I get this a lot because 
cannabis CBD is natural, right? Uh, my challenge is with it though sometimes. And- <laughs> I'm just so a lot of folks, if you see right, they, their um, uh, claim to fame, if you will, is that it um, stimulates the endocannabinoid system, right? Um, cannabis is not the only plant that does that. There's actually 15 different plants that stimulate the endocannabinoid what system. What are they? Our audience needs to know. <laughs> so things like turmeric, things like black tart cherry, uh, ginger. Yeah, I love um, ginger. Pi- I love ginger. pineapple. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of different foods and herbs that stimulate that that don't have um, sort of the gatekeeping around uh, cannabis, but also um, are better forms. So a lot of the CBD, because especially in Oklahoma, because a lot of these dispensaries and everything's kind of popped up so quickly, um, there's a challenge with the quality of CBD, um, how they store the hemp plants, how they extract the CBD. There's a lot of mold toxicity and a lot of products that are out there. Mm. So I tell folks, if you're looking to try CBD, um, look for a company that does mold toxicity on on their plants when they do the third party testing and they tell you, mm. you know, like what percent of THC is in it or yeah, CBD. Yeah. Um, you want to ask, have you done mold testing on your products? Um, because also the storage is not great. It just yeah um, creates an environment for mold. So interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, what, what about like, so do you um, prescribe cannabis or CBD to your patients? I do not. Okay. Um, I don't. Yeah. Um, I do have a lot of folks who come to me because they're exploring and they're using medical marijuana or um, CBD, but they've gotten lost because Dr. Google has um, led them astray. Dr. Google. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't directly recommend those things. Yeah. Or prescribe them in my office. Yeah. I think it's a great spot here, Jimmy. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're but not. I think we need to clarify because the state of Oklahoma just has not done a good job uh, of what a licensed naturopathic doctor is because there are air quotes naturopathic doctors in Oklahoma that have only, they're not, in my my opinion, they did not go to med school. They're not doctors. They went through a six month training or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think people need to understand like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's great stuff. There are different. So there is a significant difference. Um, just real quick. So a licensed naturopathic doctor like myself. Yes, we've been to a naturopathic medical school. So we've taken boards. We carry a license to practice medicine. OK, um, Oklahoma now is different um, and some of our surrounding states, Texas, Arkansas as well, um, don't recognize that license to practice medicine. So I hold my license in the state of Arizona where I went to school because they have a better scope of practice. So, for example, in Arizona, um, with my naturopathic medical license, I can prescribe medications. I can do minor surgery. I can do like um, what we call naturopathic manipulation, which is very similar to chiropractic medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Oklahoma, my scope changes a little bit. So I don't write prescriptions. Um, 
I, yeah, very much come from a, what we call a vitalistic perspective and use a lot of nature cure. Um, a lot of food is medicine, a lot of looking at our micro um, nutrients to correct deficiencies and a lot of herbs to help to support the body. So that's a little bit different versus um, unlicensed naturopathic doctors or doc, uh, naturopaths um, who have been through like online um, classes and have gotten a, a better understanding about the natural therapies and products, but not the anatomy and physiology and actually like a lot of the diagnostics um, that we get in medical school. Okay. Well, so you both talked about, um, you know, your clients taking tests. What kinds of tests are we talking about? Like, and then there's a two part question. It's, um, you know, is there something that you think everyone should be doing that they're not? Um, okay, sure. So the test that we're referring to, uh, especially in the New Beginnings program, it's it's a lab. Um, it looks at it's a saliva and urine collection lab. So there's no blood involved, but it's looking specifically at um, our hormone levels. So for men and women, our estrogen, our progesterone, testosterone, um, something called DHEA. It also looks at our cortisol levels, which is uh, the stress hormone, how our body responds to stress. Um, and then it looks at our neurotransmitters. So things like dopamine, um, things like our serotonin that helps with mood, helps with motivation, and focus, um, things like, yeah, norepinephrine and epinephrine. Um, and we um, have people do those labs partway, partway through the program so we can kind of, so they can see their baseline. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, they've started to gut the foundation of um, understanding their mindset and how their thoughts and emotions uh, create sort of our world, our idea, our worldview. Um, but having the labs helps people have something, I think, uh, more tangible so they can kind of see sure. where they're at, um, but also help to understand what that mindset has kind of created in our physical body and, and um, the symptoms that are associated with that. Okay. And our clients talk about how empowering that is, right? Because a lot of them, most of us, like brain fog, right? Or inability to focus or hard time being motivated. Um, and so when they can see that it's, this is a neurochemical thing that can totally be changed. It feels yeah. very empowering. Like, this isn't just who I am. This isn't just how my brain works. Yeah. Like, oh, this is a chemical thing that I can go ahead, I can address and fix. It just is very empowering for yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, there's a time in my life where I was uh, starting to label, label myself as something, right? And then yep. once I dutched that label, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was labeling myself like that. And it was yeah. a whole different world. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, learned that in criminology class too in college. Anyways. Um, <laughs> all right, Dr. Carmen, uh, life hack. You got a life hack for our audience? Um, oh man, which one to start with? Okay. So this one maybe, <laughs> this one maybe like, I don't know, too easy or too simple, but water, <laughs> especially this time of year, right? I okay. mean, when it's winter time, sometimes we don't realize how dry the temperatures are or how dry the, the air is in your house. Um, water. So, um, the amount of water is different for each individual. I tell folks to aim for half your body weight in ounces. So if you're a hundred pound person, it's 50 ounces. If you're a 150 pound person, it's 75 ounces a day. Okay. Um, you may not feel dehydrated, but that doesn't mean that your cells aren't dehydrated. Yeah. Okay. Um, so pretty much I feel like the majority of folks that I, who come in to see me and I ask them, okay, give me an idea of like, 
how much water do you drink a day? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody always just kind of their reflex reaction is, oh, I don't drink enough. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, One glass. Uh, so I like to encourage yet. people to increase water, right? Yeah. So if you get to a point where you're increasing your water and you're moving um, things out like soda, um, fantastic. But I don't always have people restrict at the very beginning. So just yeah. adding something that's beneficial. What you- and if you're already drinking enough water, yeah. sorry, no, real no, quick. No, you go. Um, yeah. Add minerals to them. Sometimes the minerals are the key because a lot of our water sources are not great. Um, so I, yeah, we burn water filters. Um, but if you don't have access to that, or if you're drinking bottled water, or yeah, have a different water filtration system at home, add minerals. You will notice such a difference. Um, a lot of people will complain that you drink more water, then they have to urinate more. Um, if you add minerals to your water, that yeah, um, should subside quite a bit. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, and. Minerals could just be as simple as like pink Himalayan salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because pink Himalayan salt or like a, a, a real sea salt, right? Because it doesn't just have sodium in it. It also has other trace minerals in it. So question, so. can people get these things on your website? Because I know you have products on your website. Um, no. Uh, not. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just curious. <laughs> So they can go, they go through like on my website, um, under FAQs, I have a link for my full script, which is an online, um, physician grade supplement, uh, distributor. And so you can get it through there. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Um, so, um, when I almost interrupted, um, so let's say that I, I don't drink soda. I drink so-so on water, but maybe I drink more black coffee or maybe unsweetened tea than I do water. Okay. <laughs> so, um, caffeine Kimberly, is you're um, like, what? <laughs> caffeine's always a tricky one. Okay. Um, black coffee in moderation, um, very beneficial. A lot of antioxidants in there, um, can promote, uh, an alkaline environment in our body. So moderation means on, like <laughs> one to two cups a day, <laughs> two cups of coffee a day. Yeah. Oh gosh. I'm firing you. I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if which we get a lot of clients, right, that have a lot of fatigue and like the adrenal dysfunction around our energy. Um, And so if you uh, find it hard to get out of bed in the morning. So I ask folks, do you wake refreshed? If you do not wake refreshed of a morning, and I know that sometimes that coffee is necessary, um, some of that coffee can actually cause more harm than it is beneficial yeah okay so that's where it gets a little bit tricky is that in general coffee is beneficial but for each individual um we may have to reevaluate so we did some uh massage and stuff a long time ago at the place and it was like a whole process and it had like this cryogenic part of it like where you got into like basically this ice bath before you got back into the heated stuff and there's nothing that will wake you up more than getting in some really cold water (laughs) anyways yes yeah hop in a cold shower or just yeah yeah, turn it to cool a little bit that'll replace your coffee for a little bit yeah you'll be energized and there's a lot of like if you get into biohacking yeah there's a lot of benefits to cold cold showers showers. i know yeah is it part of your program yeah i mean take an ice bath every morning we try to make things uh reasonable and accessible right okay because yeah. most people are like, we're like, drink more water and you get resistance right there. So like, why yeah. go to like ice baths at that yeah. point? 
<laughs> um, well, my mind is just going. Um, what about a business hack, Dr. Carmen? Ooh, a business hack. Okay, so I learned this from Kim. Um, <laughs> your business is as, as successful as your mindset is, okay? So I have to say, and I, I do wholeheartedly give this credit to Kim because I've been in um, business for a few years now, what, eight years now? Um, and my business has really grown the most in the last year and a half, two years. And I honestly believe because... Um, I was able to kind of let go of a lot of sort of the overwhelm and anxiety that you get as a, as a sole entrepreneur, right. As a yeah. small business owner. Um, I'm really good at what I do. Um, the business side wasn't my forte, right? Like I didn't go into medicine and practice naturopathic medicine to help people. Uh, or I went in to help people not to like have a business about sure. it. Yeah. Um, Every doctor goes so, into business to help people, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, yeah. So when I've been able to, so I would get really kind of overwhelmed and anxious and I kind of felt like, um, I realized now that that was kind of holding me back in my business. Yeah. Um, so when you, um, have that mindset to kind of expand and to let go of a lot of that, understand where that overwhelm and anxiety comes from. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, having that confidence to kind of have your own back, um, Oh, my business is kind of, yeah. Um, yeah. For me, I really feel like has expanded quite a bit just uh, when I really embraced those tools. Um, and yeah. There was something I, I, I heard at a conference not too long ago, and it was um, no matter what business you're in, you until you decide that you're a media company, you're not going to be going anywhere. So it's like, because there's so much media out there until you decide that you're a media company and that you got to produce this stuff and you got to do all these things. And once you do that, I mean, everybody wants content, right? But it's kind of the same thing that you said, right? It's yeah, just yeah. It's until you had that mind switch. And I think that's a pretty good one too. And I think that mind switch, like you said, like a media company, like that can get overwhelming to a lot of entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and solopreneurs, right? Yeah. They're like, this is my niche. This is my yeah. specialty. I want to be a doctor. Like now I have to be a content producer and like yeah. I can barely even figure out how to navigate TikTok. Yeah. You know? And so I, we just switch it. We like, how can you serve? How can you deliver and serve the humans? And when entrepreneurs start looking at it that way, like, well, I can get on TikTok and just teach or I can talk about things. That's me serving, mm -hmm. which is also you being a media company, right? right. Yeah, exactly. It's just a lot more doable and tangible for people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Um, anything else that Kimberly, you want to ask Dr. Carmen or Dr. Carmen, you want to ask Kimberly? Or uh, Joe, do you have any questions for, for these two? <laughs> Joe shook his head no. Um, nope. All right, cool. Um, well, I appreciate the two of you sharing so much with our audience. Uh, I think this is really great and super helpful. And uh, we got to touch on some topics that I think are definitely out there and, you know, questions that you get asked quite a bit. So um, no last words. We're going to go ahead and call this a wrap. So um Subscribe to the channel, like, comment, let us know uh, who you'd like us to have on the show. Uh, thank you to Design Tunnel for being our episode sponsor. And uh, we'll reach out to our guests. We'll put all their uh, information in the show notes. Thank you, too. Thank you, guys. You bet. Thank you. Bye.